Chapter 17 Becca uttered a high-pitched scream. A stream of cold water shot out of the gun onto the front of Becca's jacket. Honey laughed. Come on, Becca, she scolded, shaking her head. Whatever happened to your sense of humor? Becca, breathing hard, glared silently back at Honey. I gotcha again, Honey boasted. She squeezed the trigger of the silver squirt gun, sending a spray of water to the mirror. She grinned at Becca. Why is she grinning? Becca asked herself angrily. Hasn't she heard a word I said? Becca stared at the water dripping down the mirror. Come on, Becca, Honey repeated. Don't you remember how we used to carry squirt guns all the time? Those red plastic ones, remember? We used to shoot each other every time Miss Martin turned her back. No, Becca said softly. Honey laughed. We'd be totally soaked by the end of the day, remember? No, Becca repeated more loudly. Becca, you don't remember? No, no, no. Now Becca was screaming. No, honey, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have squirt guns. We didn't squirt each other. Of course we did, Honey insisted, still smiling. You just don't remember. No, no, Becca screamed, out of control. The bell rang. No. She turned and ran, pushing the door open with her shoulder, out into the crowded hall, still running, past startled faces, past kids calling her name, running faster. No, 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 the word repeating endlessly in her head, running blindly against the tide of kids, running breathlessly, wishing she could run forever. Whoa, Bill greeted Becca at his front door, surprised as he pushed open the glass storm door and stared at her under the yellow porch light. He was wearing a faded maroon and gray shady side high sweatshirt over jeans. He was barefoot despite the cold. Hi, Becca said shyly, biting her lower lip. Okay if I come in? I was going to call first, but I thought my mom might overhear. Yeah, sure. He scratched the front of his long, scraggly hair. Unzipping her jacket, she pushed past him into the narrow hallway. The house was hot, almost steamy, and smelled of fried grease. Anybody home? she asked, peering into the dark living room. No, just us mice, he told her. He took her jacket, carried it into the living room, and tossed it onto a chair. Then he clicked on a table light and motioned for her to sit down on the navy blue corduroy couch. My dad's still at work, he said, dropping down beside her, pushing his hair back off his face. My mom's grocery shopping, I think. Becca sniffed. What's that smell? We had hamburgers for dinner. Did you eat? Becca nodded. I wasn't very hungry. He crossed his legs and stretched an arm behind her on the back of the couch. What did you tell your mom? That I was going to Trish's, Becca replied. She sighed. I had to talk to someone. I'm so messed up. I can't. He lowered his arm and put it around her shoulders. He started to pull her close, but she edged away. No, I have to talk, she told him. He obediently pulled his hand away. Without taking a breath, Becca unleashed a torrent of words. I don't know what to do, Bill. It's honey. She's driving me crazy. Totally crazy. I really think I'm freaking out because of her. I can't think straight. I can't do my homework. I can't do anything. What did she do now? Bill asked, frowning. Everything, Becca exclaimed. She doesn't leave me alone. And when I tell her I want her to go away, when I tell her to back off, she just laughs, like it's some kind of joke, like she doesn't believe I could be serious. Bill's expression showed concern. He stared intently at Becca. Becca, you've got to calm down, he started. How can I? she cried shrilly. Have you seen her, Bill? She's wearing my clothes. She has my hairdo. She's going with Eric. She, she... Really, Bill said softly, putting a hand on Becca's shoulder. Look at you, Becca. You're shaking. You're making yourself crazy. I'm not. Honey is, Becca shrieked. What am I going to do? Bill edged toward the arm of the couch. Becca knew he hated it when she screamed and lost control. 
He just didn't know how to deal with her being so high-strung, but she couldn't help it. She was too upset. She needed to confide in him now. She needed his help. I'm really worried about you, he said quietly, lowering his eyes to the worn carpet. I, I don't know what to say. Becca took a deep breath and held it. She didn't want to start to cry. Bill hated crying even more than shouting. Have you talked to your mom about honey? Bill asked. Becca nodded. Yeah, but she thinks I'm exaggerating. Every time she sees honey, honey is on her best behavior. She's always flattering my mom and telling her how she wishes she was part of our family. My mom keeps telling me to give Honey a chance, that Honey is lonely. Mom says Honey will make other friends after she's been here for a while, and then she won't pester me so much. But you don't believe that, Bill asked, working his big toe into a small hole in the carpet in front of the couch. Becca shook her head. No, of course not, she replied shrilly. Mom and I got into the worst fight over Honey. I know it was childish of me, but I just couldn't stand for her to take Honey's side. Bill concentrated on digging his toe into the hole. He didn't say anything. Trish says I have to get tough, Becca continued. Trish says I have to be mean. I have to tell Honey exactly how I feel. I have to tell Honey that I don't want her coming over, that I don't want to be her friend. Bill snickered. Trish is tough, he muttered. Well, at lunch period today, I sort of tried it, Becca told him. Trish and I were walking by the football field, and Honey was in the parking lot with Eric. She wanted to join Trish and me, but I said I wanted to talk to Trish alone. I thought maybe Honeywood got the point, but then... Oh, wow, Bill interrupted. Did you hear about the guys who broke into the school during lunch period today? Guys? What guys? Bill shrugged. Some guys. They ran through the halls, trashing lockers. You know Gary Brandt? They tore up all his textbooks and stole his letter jacket. Some other kids had their lockers trashed, too. It was unbelievable. Then the guys ran out the front door and got away. Oh, no. Becca sank back into the couch and stared up at the ceiling. What? Bill asked. What's wrong? My locker was trashed too, Becca said weakly. And I didn't know it was vandals. I accused Honey. Bill said something, but Becca didn't hear him. She stared up at the ceiling, stared at the gray smoke detector near the wall, stared without seeing, without hearing. I accused Honey. No wonder she looked at me like that in the girls' room. No wonder she didn't know what I was talking about. And then she accused me of picking on her picking on her for no reason, and it turns out Honey was right. Bill was talking, but Becca didn't hear him. He seemed far away, miles away, his voice a distant murmur. I screamed at Honey, Becca recalled. I screamed at her and threatened her. Honey tried to make a joke of it. She tried to get me to lighten up with a squirt gun. But I acted like a total psycho, like a crazy person. Am I being unfair to Honey? Becca asked aloud. She lowered her eyes to Bill. The room came quickly back into focus. Maybe, he said thoughtfully. You think so? Becca felt completely confused now. She had sneaked over to Bill's to confide in him, so certain that she was right about Honey, so certain that Honey was her enemy, that Honey was determined to ruin her life. But now, Becca's mind was thrown into turmoil. Honey probably thinks I'm crazy, she thought, feeling very embarrassed. I'm the one who flies off the handle and accuses her of things she didn't do. I'm the one who screams and cries. She's the calm one. She's the one who tries to calm me down. She puts up with me because she wants to be my friend. Maybe you are being a little unfair to Honey. Bill's words cut through Becca's painful thoughts. Honey isn't that bad. In fact, she's kind of cute. Huh? Becca sat up straight and glared at Bill. You think she's cute? Bill realized immediately that he'd made a mistake. I just said kind of, he muttered. You shouldn't take her side, Becca said, feeling herself go out of control. Fighting it 
fighting it. I didn't, Bill quickly insisted. Now listen, Becca, you shouldn't take your side, even joking around. I didn't, Bill repeated, rolling his eyes. Did she ever come on to you? Becca demanded. Huh? You heard me. Did Honey ever come on to you? Bill turned his eyes back to the carpet. Maybe, he said softly, but it was no big deal. Becca left Bill's house a few minutes later, feeling more unsettled and troubled than when she had arrived. Bill had pulled her close to him on the couch, had wrapped his arms around her, had kissed her. Long kisses. Kisses she normally would have enjoyed, but not tonight. As she pressed her mouth against his, her eyes closed, she thought about Honey. She saw the squirt gun, Honey's short haircut, the enamel parrot pin. She saw the girl's room, Honey standing by the sink, the surprised look on Honey's face when Becca began accusing her. Go away, Honey, Becca thought. Please go away. She pulled herself away from Bill, left him with a startled expression on his face. He reached for her, missed. She grabbed her jacket and hurried out the door. She drove around for a while, thinking, thinking, but not feeling any more settled. She thought about dropping in on Trish, but decided against it. It was nearly ten o'clock when she pulled out to the drive and parked the car in the garage. The cold air stung her face as she made her way to the back door. When she pulled it open, she saw that someone was huddled at the kitchen table, her back to the door, waiting for Becca. Oh! Becca cried. Chapter 18 Mom! Becca cried. Why are you sitting there? Mrs. Norwood turned around slowly. She didn't smile. Mom, are you okay? Have a good time? Becca's mother asked coldly. She pulled herself to a standing position. No, Becca replied bewildered. I, uh, were you at Bill's? Mrs. Norwood asked angrily. She placed her hands at her waist and stared hard at Becca, searching her face. Mom, I don't get it, Becca replied, dread forming in the pit of her stomach. She busied herself, pulling off her jacket, thinking hard, trying to decide how much her mother knew, trying to decide how honest to be. I know you've been seeing Bill again, Miss Norwood said in a flat, emotionless voice. I know you've been sneaking out. Is that where you were tonight? Yeah, Becca admitted. How did you know? Did Trish? It doesn't matter, Mrs. Norwood said sternly. Were you listening in on the phone? Becca demanded. Her mother frowned. I don't spy on you, she said, her voice an angry whisper. And then her composure fell apart. I'm just so disappointed in you, Becca, she said, her chin trembling. She chewed her lower lip. Mom, really, I... Sneaking out like that, Mrs. Norwood said, closing her eyes. Sneaking out behind my back. I had to sneak out, Becca snapped. If I told you I was going to Bill's, you wouldn't let me. Mrs. Norwood shook her head sadly. Becca, Becca, you already had your heart broken once by that boy. Mom, that isn't fair, Becca screamed, advancing on her mother. Mrs. Norwood, startled by Becca's vehemence, retreated until her back collided with the kitchen table. Sorry, I didn't mean... Things are different, Becca screamed, unable to hold her anger, her frustration back. Bill is different. He's not the same person, but I know you and Daddy would never believe that. You'd never give Bill a chance. So you had to sneak around behind her backs, Mrs. Norwood demanded, raising her voice to match Becca's. What would you do, Becca cried. Obey the rules, her mother answered, lowering her voice, regaining her composure. That's what I'd do. We have rules in this house, Becca, important rules about honesty, and you've broken them. She stared hard at Becca, hands pressed against her waist. One shoe tapping rapidly against the linoleum. I, I wanted to tell you about Bill, Becca stammered, but, but you didn't, her mother said. 
Becca could feel herself falling apart. There was no way she was going to win this argument. No way to get her mom to see her side of the argument. I can never win an argument against her, Becca realized unhappily, because she always gets cooler and cooler as the argument continues, and I always fall to pieces and get emotional and lose control. And that's just what was happening then. Mom, you've got to give me a break, Becca pleaded. She crossed her arms in front of her, pressed them tightly against her chest, trying to stop her trembling. A break? Yeah, it's hard to explain, Becca started. Then don't bother, her mother snapped. She took a deep breath and let it out slowly, staring hard at Becca the whole while. Mom, please. Too late, Mrs. Norwood said curtly. You're grounded. Huh? You're grounded. Permanently. But wait, you can't, Becca cried. Oh, yes, I can, Mrs. Norwood said firmly. I can and I will. You cannot have the car. You cannot see your friends. You cannot go out at night until further notice. But, Mom, it's Christmas vacation, Becca wailed. What about Trisha's party Saturday night? You'll have to miss it, Mrs. Norwood said. She pushed off from the kitchen table and strode quickly from the room. Chapter 19 Becca ran upstairs and threw herself face down on her bed. She was prepared to cry. She expected the loud sobs to shake her chest and hot tears to fall down her face, but the tears didn't come. She lay there, her face buried in the bedspread, too angry to cry, angry at her mother, angry at herself, angry at Bill. She had risked so much by going to see him, and he hadn't been helpful at all. He hadn't made her feel better. In fact, he had upset her even more by admitting that he thought Honey was kind of cute, and that maybe Honey had come on to him. Thanks, Bill. Thanks a bunch, Becca thought bitterly. Now she was angry at Bill, too. Angry at the world. But still the tears wouldn't come. She turned her head, pressed the side of her face against the smooth bedspread, and stared into the darkness. Now what am I going to do, she thought bitterly. Some great vacation this is going to be. She had already laid out her clothes for Trisha's party. The short silver skirt from that little shop in the old village. The sleek black catsuit to wear under it. It was all waiting, ready, set out on a chair in front of her dressing table. Merry Christmas to me, she thought miserably, and to all a good night. Still, the tears wouldn't come. There is a chill in the room, a sudden waft of cold air. Had someone left her bedroom window open? Becca sat up and turned toward the window, and realized there was someone in the room with her. Chapter 20 The closet door inched open. A dark figure moved toward the bed, silently, slowly, as if floating. I'm imagining this, Becca thought, staring into the darkness. She pulled herself up and started to reach across the bed to click on the lamp. But a hand shot out and stopped Becca's arm. Hey! Becca cried. Shh! It's me! A voice whispered. A familiar voice. Becca squirmed away and fumbled with the lamp. Finally, the light flickered on. Honey! Becca cried. Leaning out of the shadows, Honey grinned at her mischievously. One finger raised to her lips, a gesture for silence. Honey, how did you get in? What are you doing here? Becca demanded in a loud whisper. This can't be happening, Becca thought. Honey hasn't moved in, has she? Has she moved into my room? Is she taking over my entire life? Shh, Honey repeated. Becca scooted back across the bedspread until her back was pressed against the headboard. Honey stepped forward until she was inches from the bed. Her gray eyes sparkled in the harsh lamplight. Her features were twisted in excitement. She was breathing hard. How did you get in, Becca repeated. She stared warily into Honey's glowing eyes. 
unable to decide if she should be angry or afraid. I came to see you earlier, Honey whispered. Your mother said you were out. Her smile widened. Becca waited impatiently for her to continue. Your mother thought I went home, Honey confided. I slammed the back door so she'd think I'd left. Then I came up here to wait for you. But, Honey, Becca started. Just like when we were kids, Honey interrupted. Remember that time our parents were searching and searching for us? They thought we were outside, but all the time we were hiding in your attic closet? I don't have an attic closet, Becca whispered wearily. Honey didn't seem to hear her. I've been waiting a long time for you to get home, she said, assuming a scolding tone. But why? Becca demanded. Why are you here? I wanted to apologize in person, Honey said, her eyes locked on Becca's, her smile fading. Huh? Apologize? Yeah. Honey nodded, her short, auburn hair catching the light. I felt really bad. It just slipped out, Becca. I'm really sorry. Slipped out? About Bill, Honey said, staring intently at Becca, not blinking. Becca groaned. I get it. Now I get it. She slapped both hands against the bedspread. Becca, I really... You told my mom about Bill, Becca said, forgetting a whisper. You were the one. Honey swallowed hard. It just slipped out. Now I get it, Becca thought angrily, turning her head to the window. Now I understand. This was Honey's way of paying me back. This was how she paid me back for the scene in the girls' room this afternoon. She told my mom about Bill. I see, Becca muttered, keeping her eyes on the window. Really, Honey insisted, it wasn't intentional. Your mother and I were talking, and it just slipped out. Yeah, sure, Becca thought, feeling her anger tighten her throat. I'm so sorry, Becca, really, I'm so sorry. She reached forward and tried to wrap Becca in a hug, but Becca pulled back out of her reach. Honey straightened up stiffly, breathing hard. Please say you'll forgive me, she begged. Please? Becca remained silent, avoiding Honey's eyes. Please, Honey pleaded with growing desperation. Forgive me. You can forgive your best friend, right? Becca turned to Honey, her expression hard and cold. You're not my friend, Honey, she said through clenched teeth. Honey jumped back as if she had been slapped. Huh? You're not my best friend, Becca said, her voice trembling with rage. You're not my best friend, and you're not my friend. Trish and Lila are my friends. Trish and Lila are my best friends, my only friends. Honey stared at Becca thoughtfully, as if she were weighing Becca's words carefully, but her voice revealed no emotion at all. And when she finally spoke, her tone was bright and cheerful, as if she hadn't heard Becca's hurtful words. Oh, by the way, Honey said, winking at Becca, I broke up with Eric today, just like you did. Chapter 21 Becca, you're here! Trish came hurrying across the crowded living room, pushing her way past groups of shattering, laughing kids. Hi, the place looks great, Becca gazed around the room. A glowing fire cast a soft orange light from the fireplace. Large stockings filled with candy canes hung down from the mantel beneath a beautiful Christmas wreath of pine boughs and cones. An enormous Christmas tree, which touched the ceiling, shimmered in the corner. Its red and white lights twinkled on and off. Dozens of red ribbon bows were tied all along the branches. Silver tinsel made the tree glitter as if it were draped with thousands of sparkling diamonds. Gazing quickly around the room, Becca recognized many of the smiling, talking faces. What a mob scene! Trish really had invited half the school. I really didn't think you'd be able to come, Trish said, shouting over the roar of voices and the blare of music from the stereo. Some sort of heavy metal Christmas album. My dad gave in at the last minute, Becca told her, grinning. He talked my mom into letting me come. You look great! 
Trish was wearing a scoop-necked green wool sweater over velvety black leggings. Great sweater, Becca told her. Did you finish yours? Trish asked. You know, the one you were knitting for your cousin? Oh, sure, Becca said, making a face. I've had plenty of time to knit since I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Becca slipped out of her jacket. Trish took it from her, admiring her outfit. Becca was wearing the silver skirt over the black cat suit. You look awesome, Trish exclaimed. Becca smiled and thanked her. I'm just throwing all the coats in my parents' bed, Trish said, shouting. What is this music? Becca shouted back. I really don't believe it. I think it's the Guns N' Roses Christmas album, Trish replied, laughing. Gary Brandt brought it. It isn't mine. Becca took a deep breath. Mmm, what smells so good? Hot apple cider, Trish said. Go get some. She pointed to the table near the dining room. It's such a cold, nasty night. It's nice and warm in here, Becca said, glancing around the room. Is Bill here yet? Yeah, I think I saw him in the den with David Metcalf and some guys. Trish hurried off with Becca's jacket. Becca made her way through the room. She poured herself a cup of hot cider, then stopped to talk with Lisa Bloom, who was clinging cozily to a red-haired boy Becca didn't know. Someone changed the CD on the stereo. Suddenly, Bruce Springsteen was singing, Santa Claus is coming to town. Becca heard Ricky Shore complaining to Trish that there was no beer. How can you have a Christmas party without beer, he kept asking. Someone asked Trish where the mistletoe was hung. Trish pointed to the top of the doorframe over the dining room. Ricky told a crude joke about kissing that made everyone groan. Eager to see Bill, Becca headed to the den. Dina Martinson stopped her just outside the door. I love that skirt, Becca, she said, taking Becca by the shoulders and making her turn around. So sexy, I've never seen one like it. Becca thanked her. It looks like wrapping paper almost. Have you seen Jade? Dina asked, gazing over at Becca's shoulder. Jade was Dina's best friend. I have her keys. I don't think she's here yet, Becca replied. You look great, Dina repeated. I heard you were, uh, sick or something. No, I'm fine, Becca said. Bill poked his head out of the den. Talk to you later, Becca told Dina. She hurried to Bill. Looking for me? No, looking for some more cider, Bill teased. But you'll do. Becca leaned forward and gave him a quick kiss on the cheek. This is our big night, she said, our only night, so don't blow it. His expression turned serious. I'm sorry, Becca, but I brought a date. She believed him for a second, but he couldn't keep a straight face. He started to laugh. She gave him a hard shove. He toppled backward against David Metcalf, who was just leaving the den. David, a shady-side high wrestler, playfully gripped Bill in an arm lock. They wrestled around a bit before Bill cried uncle and David let go. Looking good, David said to Becca, eyeing her up and down before loping off to the refreshment table. Well, at least David seems to appreciate me, Becca told Bill coyly. David appreciates anything, Bill replied, grinning. David appreciates a bologna sandwich. Very funny, Becca grumbled. She led the way to the apple cider. Suddenly, Bill grabbed her from behind, spun her around, and kissed her. Startled, Becca pulled back. Bill grinned and pointed up at the cluster of mistletoe above their heads. More shady side kids arrived. The party grew louder. Someone turned the music up. Becca and Bill danced, although there wasn't much room to move around in a crowded living room. Becca felt happy. This is the best party ever, she told Trish. Trish agreed. Later, Becca and Bill had become separated. Where had he disappeared to, she wondered. She was making her way to the den when she ran into Honey. Honey? Becca couldn't hide her astonishment. What is she doing here, Becca asked herself. Honey must have crashed the party. Trish would never invite Honey. Honey gave Becca a hug, then backed up. Look, she instructed, grinning and gesturing to her outfit. Becca gaped in shock. 
Honey not only had Becca's hairdo, she was wearing the same silver skirt as Becca over an identical black cat suit. Honey's grin grew wider. Hiya, twin! she exclaimed gleefully. Chapter 22 I found that shop in the old village, Honey said, shouting over the music. I got the same skirt. I couldn't believe they had another one, she beamed happily at Becca. Becca stared back at her, unable to speak. Why is she here, Becca asked herself, feeling her anger rise. Why is she wearing my clothes? Why is she doing this to me? What do you say, twin? Honey urged. You haven't said anything. I can't take it, Becca thought. I can't take it anymore. Enough. Honey, go away, she said through clenched teeth. Huh? Honey's smile faded. She leaned closer to Becca until they were nearly nose to nose. I can't hear you, Becca. It's so loud in here. Go away, Becca repeated more loudly. What? Becca heard laughter. She glanced up to see two girls she didn't know pointing in her direction. They were obviously commenting to each other about the identical outfits. This is supposed to be a great night, Becca thought miserably, but instead I'm being pointed at, laughed at, all because of honey. Her unhappiness quickly turned to rage. Becca could feel herself losing control, but she didn't care. Honey, leave me alone, she shrieked. Some couple stopped dancing and turned to see what the fuss was about. Becca, please, calm down, Honey said. Go away. Leave me alone, Becca screamed. You're not my best friend, Honey. You're not even my friend. Becca, please, Honey pleaded, embarrassed. But Becca couldn't stop herself. You're not my friend. You're not. Trish and Lila are my friends, not you. Becca, stop. You look ridiculous, Becca screamed, gesturing with both hands to Honey's outfit. You look gross. You look pitiful. Calm down, Becca. Everyone's looking, Honey begged. Go away and I'll calm down. Go away, honey. Leave me alone. I don't want to see you any more. Honey's mouth froze wide open. Her face turned pale. She started to say something, stopped, uttered a loud sob. Then her expression turned angry. Her face reddened. She whirled around, her silver skirt flaring, and ran to the stairs, pushing people out of her path. Breathing hard, Becca watched her flee up the stairs. Then she turned away, her features still twisted in anger, her hands still knotted into tight fists. Voices rose around the room, nervous laughter, questions. What was that about? A girl asked from nearby. I heard she had a breakdown, someone else said in a loud whisper. Why are they dressed alike? Becca heard someone ask. Someone replied, just out of Becca's hearing. The reply was followed by raucous laughter. Jokes at my expense, Becca thought miserably, feeling her face grow hot. Honey has turned me into a joke. Everyone's talking about me. Everyone's making fun of me now. Who was that other girl? Someone asked. Weird, Becca heard someone else say. She looked for Trish. She wanted to apologize for interrupting the party, but Trish was nowhere to be seen. The music started again, a Christmas rap song. People started dancing. Becca moved to get out of the way. Her eyes searched the room for Bill. Where has he gone? She wondered. Didn't he hear me yelling at Honey? Is he still in the den? As she searched for him, her eye caught Trish at the top of the stairs. What was that Trish was holding, squinting to see the top of the stairs? Becca saw that Trish was carrying a large Christmas Yule log cake on a silver tray. She saw Trish take a step. Then she saw that Honey was at the top of the stairs too, right behind Trish. Trish took another step. And then the enormous cake appeared to fly off the tray. It took Becca a brief moment to realize that Trish was falling, toppling headfirst down the steep stairs. A piercing shriek escaped Trish. The horrifying sound followed her all the way down. The tray hit first, clattering loudly on the hardwood floor. 
and then Trish landed with a sickening crack.